0: The podcast, episode 25, Captured by Grace. (music) Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I can't believe it. It's episode 25. Some of you thought I was going to give up around 15, but I'm still here. I made it to season two. I can't believe it. Thanks so much for tuning in on whatever platform, whether that's video or audio. Make sure, do me a favor, add this podcast into your rotation because in a world full of bad news, you've got to be reminded of the good news, the gospel. And by the way, the gospel is 100% good news. There is no bad news in the good news. And if you have bought into a gospel that makes you feel insecure, anxious, shameful, guilty, condemned, it's no good. Discard it before it kills you. The original gospel signaled what? The Bible says a great joy. So if you enjoy the gospel, if you enjoy this episode of the podcast, make sure, do me a favor, leave a review, a comment, a like, share it with somebody that you think needs some good news. Now, I want to pick up a little bit where I left off last week. I'm uh, in a teaching series at the church where I have the privilege of pastoring, Calvary Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We're in a series called Captured by Grace, and this series is actually based on a book that I want to get in your hands. It's my brand new book called Captured by Grace. Be freed from fear so you can really live. Hey, I know we talk about God's grace, but do we really understand the scope and the depth of it? And if we understand it, do we really believe it? Don't you dare answer too quickly. You're not going to want to miss the message in this book. Because I'm telling you, it's perhaps the most challenging and thrilling truth the world has ever heard, including you. And the reason I wrote the book Captured by Grace, I think it's just a simple reason. I'll tell you, most people, even many people who've gone to church their entire lives, they still have not heard the good news. How do I know? Because most people are unsure of who God is. Most people are unsure of what God thinks about them. Or maybe they've heard the good news and and they don't believe it. It just don't fit in their grid. So what do they do? They keep living under a lie, remaining in, remember, I've talked about the jungle of religion, fighting a war that's already over, and they refuse to come home to a hero's welcome. And it is time to be captured by grace. I'm telling you, the message in this book, it's more relevant than I think any time, at least in our generation, and most of us have lived or are currently living this, this kind of, of jungle spirituality that I, that I talk about in the book, and I just believe Jesus, our, our gracious commander, is stepping into our jungle, and he's calling us out to a radical kind of freedom. It was for freedom that Christ has set you free. But for many people, and I want to touch on this. I I talked a little bit about it last time on the podcast. For many people, freedom is just an uncomfortable proposition. Freedom is a scary word for people who've been trained under religion, under legalism, under, under moralism. I've had people tell me, be careful preaching this gospel. You may set people too free. Watch out. Isn't that sad? It's like they're saying, hey, just keep them in a little bondage. Don't, don't set them too free. They may start enjoying life. <laughs> the gospel gives, the true gospel gives you your life back. The example of that is, is just like when God delivered the Israelites into freedom from that harsh rule of law under Pharaoh in Egypt. It didn't take long for them to demonstrate that they didn't know what to do with this new freedom. When we come into true freedom, most of us don't even know what to do with it. It's too good, nearly too good to be true. God had offered them deliverance from law to grace. The picture is from Egypt to the promised land. But as soon as they had their freedom secured, as soon as that Red Sea swallowed up their past, Pharaoh's armies behind them, the fear, the frustration set in. What do we do now? Now we've got to trust God. We've got nobody waking us up in the morning and putting us to bed at night. Nobody l- giving us a list of, 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 of rules, you know, to live by all day long. Now we've got to trust God. I think I kind of want to go back to, to bondage. You know, at least in bondage, I had three, you know, three square meals a day. Man, this freedom thing was scary, Unpredictable. Can't we just go back? can we just go back to bondage? Can't we just go back? And sadly, that's how many of you are living your life. You've been set free by the grace of God the moment you trusted Christ, but dwelling in freedom, just enjoying the unforced rhythm of grace, the pace of grace, walking in grace, living by faith without a bunch of heavy burdens, religious rules, regulations. That just sounds a little bit too loosey-goosey for me. I'd rather go back to bondage. I'd rather go back to, you know, the, 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 the former jungle where at least the surroundings were familiar, even if I was miserable there. I'd rather go back. Come on. Come on. It's time to come out of all this. It's time to start enjoying the promised land. And what did I tell you last time? Our promised land is not a piece of real estate. Our promised land is a person. Jesus is our promised land. He is the land flowing with abundance and provision. So last time I started talking to you about some real critical issues that we've got to understand if we're going to thrive under grace versus what merely surviving. Don't that sound like some of our lives? I mean, just, just trying to survive under law, under legalism, under, under religious bondage. So, we're taking steps out, out of the jungle, into freedom, into God's love. I, I, I started looking at some critical issues we got to understand. If you missed, what episode is this? Twenty-five. If you missed twenty-four, I'm talking to the guys here. If you missed twenty-four, I started with this. You've got to understand confession and repentance if you missed it go back and check it out please and let me say this if you've not picked up the book captured by grace to really get into it do it and you can get the book anywhere books are sold get it in your hands start reading it And enjoy your freedom. Let's move on to another point. We talked about confession and repentance. Let's, let's move on to another point, which is that if we're going to live in freedom, real freedom, under grace, as opposed to bondage under law, here's what I want to talk about today. We've got to understand complete forgiveness. Oh, I love talking about this. Complete forgiveness. Yeah. We, we, we've been so conditioned in the jungle to the idea that God administers forgiveness in small, gradual doses over the course of our lives when in reality, I told you it's good news, he has forgiven us, the Bible says, once and for all in Christ Jesus here, here's something for you to wrestle with today. I just want to throw some, some questions out. You can wrestle with it on your own today. But but what if I told you that your, your next sin is already forgiven? What, would that sound nearly too good to be true? Would that sound Im, impossible based on your understanding of God? Would that sound irresponsible for a preacher to say? Because perhaps you might, you know, cause people to, to just go, crazy. Just go wild. Perhaps if you said that, you'd ignite the fear in people that that, uh, they're going to use that information. Don't set them too free because you're giving them a license to sin. I'm here to tell you that unless you understand the extent of the unconditional forgiveness you have received through Christ Jesus, it will be absolutely impossible for you to escape that religious jungle that our forgiveness is complete does not mean that everybody automatically enjoys the Christ life here on earth or or, or, or heaven someday just because Christ died Christ. Sacrifice is sufficient for all. As a matter of fact, uh, 1 John 2, 2, he died for the sins of the whole world, but it's efficient, uh, Acts 16, 31, for those who believe in him, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be sozo, saved, life, healing, provision. The price has been paid universally, but the gift must be received willingly and individually. Think about that. The first Adam, we lost our freedom. We lost our freedom to choose. Thank God for Jesus, the last Adam, because we got our choice back. Choose life. And the moment that gift is received by simply what? Trusting. It's not a work. It's just a yes. Yes, I agree. Trusting in Jesus with childlike faith. That's the moment, man, that transaction takes place. It's the moment that the the, the payment Christ made is just received, deposited in your account, received. And, And understandably, when someone hears this good news for the very first time about even my future, Sins already being forgiven. It's common to ask questions like, Well, then what's going to prevent people from abusing God's gift of complete forgiveness as a license to sin? Well, let me say it's important to realize that God's grace, by definition, is certainly open to the possibility of being abused. Grace is God's what? No strings attached, favor poured out upon who? The undeserving. I didn't deserve it. And yes, it's theoretically possible for someone, I guess, to to abuse such kindness. However, as we grow in our grasp of the depth of God's seemingly irrational love for us, we begin to understand that his grace is not only applied in the legal sense, in the sense that, that, that we're found not guilty in his heavenly court, but it's also applied in the vital sense, in the sense that his grace empowers us as well to walk in increasing freedom from the dominance of sin in our lives and and again in this book I talk a whole lot about it that there is not just saving grace but empowering grace that you have been saved from something but you've also been saved for something that you've been brought out look at this but you've also been brought in and guess what it's already been worked in you but now you get to work it out So, so suffice to say God's already provided forgiveness for all your sins. That's what the Bible says, past, present, and future. Because think about it for just a moment. I hear people say, well, I understand my past sins being forgiven, but I don't know about my future sins. Well, think about it. They were all, even your past sins, they were all still future sins when Jesus died. (laughs) The fact that his sacrifice is eternal means that God applies it to all situations, for all people, for all time. Now, before we close today, I want to look at the book that's probably the most powerful book in the New Testament describing the absolute finished work of Christ and his supremacy over this law-based religion, and it's the book of Hebrews. And this author describes the tedious religious duties that the priests had to abide by in Old Testament times. Pre-cross. Hebrews 10, verse number 11 says this. Says this. I'm getting there. I should have been ready, y'all. Says this. Day after day, day after day. Oh, where's you out. Day after day, every priest stands and performs. Ever felt like life is just a performance treadmill? Performs his religious duties again and again and again. He offers the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. Under the law of Moses, the priests were what? Constantly standing, laboring, working, sacrificing on behalf of the never-ending pile of sins the people were committing. But I want you to contrast that posture with the posture of jesus in the very next verse hebrews 10 verse 12 but when this priest jesus had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins he sat down at the right hand of god do you see the difference can you hear it the old testament priests were constantly what standing laboring Working, sacrificing. But what about Jesus? The priest of the new and better covenant. After he had offered for all time one final sacrifice for sins. What does it say? He sat down. What did Jesus do? Offered one final sacrifice. For how long? For all time. Past, present, future. What's he doing now? Sitting down at the right hand of the Father. Doing what? Resting and offering us rest. Come to me, all you who are weary, heavy laden. I'll give you rest for your soul. He's not sitting down because he's lazy. He's sitting down because the work is finished. (laughs) And unless and until you understand and embrace his complete forgiveness, you'll find that this rest will escape you. And you'll be tired and worn out and burned out on religion. You'll be soldiering in that jungle of religion, always on guard. But when you finally embrace total forgiveness, you will no longer be soldiering in the jungle of religion, but instead you will be sitting with Jesus, enjoying the right hand of the Father with him. Wow. Co-seated with Christ. Co-reigning with Christ. Life's not reigning over you. You're reigning over it. I got co-brothers and sisters in Christ. We get to live this life together. What a life, free and full. And thirdly, last week was one. This week I said two. If you're going to come out of the jungle once for all, you need to, and I'll see you next week. I'm so glad you were with me on the podcast. Little little cliffhanger there. I'll come back. We'll pick back up. I got a good one I want to talk about. I want you to enjoy freedom. I I, I really do, because so many of you are distracted by so many things. You might be distracted by you know, or or captured by distraction. You might be captured by compromise. You might be captured by legalism, captured by moralism, man-made religion, churchianity, captured by the jungle of believing that you and God are still at war. But Jesus came to declare, and I came to declare today on the podcast, what? The war is over. It's already been fought and won. The Prince of Peace reigns. Wow. Wow. And the only way that you're going to grow into full maturity in Christ is when you're truly captured by grace. That's my message. And I want to help you grow. I really do. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Hearing what? This message of Christ. The gospel. So can I encourage you, if you don't have the Calvary Church app, download it. App Store, one word, Calvary Church, CC. I've got something there in the app called the... Uh, the Believer's Guide, a lot of questions we answer, give you scripture, you can study on your own, a lot of media content, more podcasts, teaching from Calvary Church. I just want you to hear the gospel over and over and over again. I'm telling you, the more you hear it, faith comes alive. I can't wait to see you next time on the podcast. If you enjoyed it again, make sure to leave a review. Would you do that? A comment. like share it with somebody the more you get it out there man the more we help people see you next time